Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven and know that they're making a positive impact in the world. Ella Mannix is the founder and owner of All About Fertility Expo. This event was created following her own fertility journey. She saw a gap that brought the fertility industry together. This event supports people by achieving their family goals to become first-time parents or extend their family. Prior to creating All About Fertility Expo, Ella was a HR and talent acquisitions consultant working in the corporate field. Ella had the pleasure of placing a number of people either starting their career or climbing the ladder to senior management into their dream jobs. Ella believes in chasing your dreams and never giving up. This is why she decided to take a leap of faith and quit her corporate job to follow her passion of creating an event that will benefit and help lots of people achieve their family dreams. All right, let's dive into the interview. Hi, Ella. Thank you so much for being here. It's so exciting to have you on. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited to do this. Um, So tell us a little bit about where you were at in your career before you pivoted and what was the catalyst that made you want to pivot your career? So I was actually on mat leave. So I had my first daughter um, and I was working in HR. I think I realised while I was on mat leave um, and coming to the end of it that I actually didn't really want to go back for a very long time I had a vision of owning my own business I didn't know what in um, and I think you and I before I was pregnant we actually spoke about this um, mm. and you coached me right yes um, and we were looking at different business plans mm. um, and I always thought it was going to be fashion based um, but then as soon as I had my daughter it came very obvious that that wasn't really my passion um, and I went back to England and it's always good to, you know, come away from your own environment, I think. So I went back home, had eight weeks with my family. And then when I came back, I started to think about a plan and what I needed to, where I wanted to be. Um, And something popped up in my feed, in my news feed on Facebook, and it was called The Fertility Show in the UK. And they'd been running for about 12 years. And I went through, my husband and I went through our own fertility journey, where we've had to have IVF. And there was something in my spirit that just literally jumped. And I knew in every being of my soul that this was something that Australia needed. And I just had to run with it. Um, I just knew that this was my path. This was supposed to happen. Um, And so, yeah, I I started doing some research and and looking into it. And that was the real catalyst, I think, where I was just so passionate about the subject um, and it was relevant to myself. And I knew that people needed this service um, to support the fertility community Um, yeah and so I just um, went about doing my research and I think what made me jump headfirst into um, running my business 
I went back to, to my work um, after maternity leave and I was still running the um, exhibition, um, but I actually moved jobs <laughs> to another company. So, um, and it was increasing my days, four days and, you know, just trying to run your own business and working for someone. Um, I was quite torn and conflicted because the two just don't match and I wasn't, um, able to invest all of my time into a company that was actually paying me to do a job um, versus you know something that I was really passionate in yeah I made the, the made the jump and especially with a small child right like you you know you must have been so busy oh my goodness like working the two together was really challenging so I would come home after a full day of talking on the phone because I was at talent acquisition. So talking to people about, you know, their dreams and where they wanted to take their career and, you know, prepping them for interview and then having to go home in the evening, getting my daughter ready for bed, feeding her, putting her to, to bed, calming her down if she had any um, meltdowns. And then around nine o'clock, you know, writing my business plan, um, looking at companies who I would target, sending emails, to be honest, you know, at time where um, you shouldn't really be emailing people because it was so late. But what could I do? Because, you know, during the day, I'm actually working. Oh, my gosh. And I think, like, you know, for everyone listening, I don't think, like, I think you can start something on the side of your full-time job. Like, it's not always the best option just to go straight into something, um, you know. Yeah, because... But, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, um, and and you're right because you know where where you're in a job. Okay, we've all got built bills, whether you're paying rent or a mortgage, mm-hmm. mobile phone bill, credit cards. So you know we we do need an income coming in. So I think that if you are starting something on the side. I think it is the best way. You just got to realize that yes, it's going to be a hard slog, but if you're passionate about it, you're definitely um, we'll see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's definitely worth it. So, you know, I would say to anybody who is um, looking to, to pivot into a career is at least have that six months um, finance behind you. So you're actually able to, to fall back on that um, before, you know, the your invoices start to roll in because at least you've got that, that safety net. Oh, 100%. I totally advise that. I totally didn't do that myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was very stressful, but you know. Oh, you didn't do that. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but I think. I, I, you know, <laughs> but I recommend doing it. But I think. Yeah. I think as well, like sometimes, <clears throat> you know, you may not be at that point where you're ready to jump, and you've got yeah. that buffer. But but something happens that pushes you. You know, that's kind of like the catalyst. And for you, it was like having those like not being literally able to manage that job yeah. as well as, you know, you have yeah. an event coming up with a time frame, a very specific yeah. time frame and a deadline that you had to deliver. Yes. Look, sometimes things don't work out in your daytime job. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're really going to be, if you are passionate about setting up on your own, there's other ways that you can support yourself. So even if yeah. it means that you get a little part-time job that, you know, that you're able to just, go in, get a job, you know, get the job done, get paid. And then you can, you know, and then you can concentrate on your 
passion and setting up your business and um and, and getting it off the ground yeah absolutely Excellent. so what have been some of the biggest challenges um and and sort of you know i guess around actual circumstances but also mindset shifts around starting your business and actually stepping into it full time you know um i think one thing that you know everybody is afraid of is what if this doesn't work what if um you know i don't make any money and i'm not able to support myself or what if the market doesn't accept it then what and they're all fears that you build up in your mind the mind is a battlefield Mm-hmm. So you've got to, um, yeah, you know, the, the people who, the people who stop us is ourselves because yep. we get into our head. What if it works? Yeah. Ask that question. What if it works? What if the, you know, if the, the marketplace needs it, people are going to come. So first thing that I had to, to, um, to work on was my mindset and shifting my mindset. Um, and literally feel the fear and just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually um, called an ex-boss when um, I decided to, to start my research. And she is the CEO now of um, the hospitals in, um, in Melbourne. Mm. So, I, yeah, I worked with her and we launched five radiology um, companies in Melbourne. Yeah, so wow. I was literally working with her, her right-hand person, her 2IC, and um, and she knows me better than anybody. And so I called her up and I was like, this is an idea that I have. What do you think? And even though I knew that I was able to do it, it was, it was good to hear um, someone's opinion of the way how I work and who I was really close to. And she was like... <laughs> you need to do this. Mm. And that was just like a sort of validation that I was actually able to, to do it. And you know what, nothing was going to stop me. Yeah. A hundred percent. Having someone that knows you and has worked with you and expressed that level of faith in you. It's, it's encouraging. And I think that's like, for me, that's been one of the things that like the, one of the most important things is surrounding yourself with, with supportive people that believe in you. Um, as well like rather because you know a lot of people question you or you know like just give you the look like when you say you're starting a business they're like oh okay you know Mm, absolutely (laughs) yeah to be to be supported and to be around supportive people and people that express belief in you when maybe when you're starting out and you don't even have that belief in yourself yet Mm, yeah totally you know I think um you know, one of my biggest supporters and um, one of my cheerleaders is my husband. Yes. You know, they're the ones who are close to you, um, who you might not even think that will, you know, cheer you on. But, you know, the ones close to you, they are going to be your biggest supporter. They want you to make it work. Yeah. Um, So having his support has been second to none. And, you know, the belief, and he's always played devil's advocate with me. He always makes as much as I don't like it he gives me another viewpoint on how people might see it and perceive it it's so important to surround yourself with like-minded people yeah and I think one of the biggest things like you and I are both super lucky in that our husbands are supportive of the work that we do I know because we've had this conversation before and um, yeah you know I think for some people they may not have that 
Uh, and I know, you know, in business groups that I've been in in the past, I've heard sort of people talk about when, you know, the, the, their partners aren't supportive or they're, they're mm-hmm. just really demanding and don't necessarily believe in, in what they're doing um, yeah. or believe that they can achieve it. And I think that just makes it, that would just make it so difficult. And so, like, if you're in that situation and you don't have a supportive partner, like, I think, you mm-hmm. know, find that, find that support somewhere, you know, get a coach, get a business coach yeah. or get, you know, get a mentor in the space. Um, and so that you yeah. can really believe in that. And I think when you believe in yourself, you can then reflect that back and like, you know, you can kind of get your partner on board a little bit easier. And mm. so you might need to find that support somewhere, but it's just, yeah, it's so important. Absolutely. You know, and it can be a lonely path setting up your own business and going on this path alone because you you are working from home alone. And, you know, if you've been in a corporate environment where you've got lots of people around you to bounce ideas, where do you find that? You know, I found that um, one thing that I was very conscious of when I um, stopped working was to get myself into a networking group because you know, I've had experiences with networking groups back in the UK um, and they were really supportive because you're surrounded by small businesses. So they're like-minded people that you can actually, you know, bet ideas. If you get stuck with something, you know, someone's always got an idea and they're, you know, you'll, you'll meet people from all different types of backgrounds. Some people just starting out, some people have been in business for 15 years. So they've got, you know, nuggets of, of information and, and knowledge to share with you. Yes. That's like, you know, second to none. Absolutely. And I think like even just being, even just getting out of the house, particularly if you're working from home and like being around other people is so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, the thing is, um, you've got to remember that starting a business may not be so easy at the beginning. You know, it's like giving birth. You have to go through all of these <laughs> birthing pains, right? I'm glad you, you said that, to... not me. Because <laughs> I haven't had a baby, so I'm, I'm not in a position to say that. <laughs> it's so true. You know, yeah. when you're going through those birthing months, you know, those, those nine months, you, you go through so many different trimesters and cycles and, you know, ups and downs. And then the final product is this beautiful baby at the end of it and you know the, the birthing pain it's the same thing mm. you, you you know you'll have all of these ups and downs and these cycles that you go through but you'll come up the other end absolutely I couldn't agree more and I think like you know you know I think sometimes we will you know stop and that's when like the only time you can really fail is when you stop because mm. You know, if you sort of pivot enough, that idea of the concept of pivoting, I mean, you know, my business has evolved. I'm on my third coaching website and I, you know, and my third different kind of iteration of that, of that business. And it's taken a good few years and it's only really now that I feel like super, super aligned with it. And before it just needed that tweaking, like it just needed that, you know, it just needed me to evolve with it. But, you know, if I had stopped at the first website and the first iteration, Mm. like, you know, that could be considered, uh, you know, a failure, you know? And I think, you know, success is really just like, I can't remember where I heard this, but it really resonated with me. But like success Mm. is really just, it's on the same line. It's on the same path as failure. It's just success is further along. Absolutely. You know, I had my first exhibition in August. Um, 
you know, and I'm so grateful for the companies that came on this journey with me. Um, you know, all the facility industry could see the concept um, and, and the vision. Um, <clears throat> yes, it was a pilot. And yes, look, some of the vendors would have liked, you know, a thousand people there. Um, but it's really difficult to start managing people's expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, um, you know, I could have I could have easily stopped at, you know, the first one. Um, and and thought, oh, okay, look, um, you know, some of the vendors have got, you know, issues with it. But, you know, going into 2020, I'm actually doing two now, one in Melbourne and one in Sydney. And it's all about tweaking. You're absolutely right. The way how I see it, that was a pilot. I can make it a lot better. Um, and taking a, taking everybody's views and everybody's opinions on board so I can make it better for 2020. What are the three best things about working for yourself and having a business? I take this um, back to when I was growing up. I always had in my head that I wanted to have my own business. As I said, I didn't know what. All I wanted was to work from home and have my family around me. So Um, You know, I was able to pick up the kids and someone there in the background, like a nanny, um, to to help out. But I was always at home if my children needed me. So working from home, that was a big thing for me. So I'm so glad to say that, you know, I've got, even though I don't have a a home office in a room, I do have my little section Mm. that is an office. Um, So um, that was one of the things um, that was so appealing to me. Um, to being my own brand and having to wear whatever I like. Yeah. I can go to a meeting and I can turn up as myself. This is me. Yes. So it doesn't mean that I'm in a corporate dress. I can go in ripped jeans and a cap if I wanted to, if I want to, because it's my brand. You can do what you want. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Absolutely. Um, you know, it. It again, it's, you know, I, I take that to... It depends. If I'm seeing a big major corporate, then, you know, maybe then I might wear jeans that are not so ripped, that are not ripped. But again, you know, I'm going in as myself. Third is that I'm actually helping people. I love that my business helps the fertility community um, and I'm helping um, uh, people educate themselves um, and and you know putting information under one roof where they can decide what is best for their journey their family um and also you know um it's it's helping helping new brands in the marketplace so they might not be the biggest with the biggest marketing spend but you know their brand is just as good as the the big players out there so good. So good. And it's like that feeling of having a purpose, hey, that's like greater than you, yeah. that you're, yeah, that you're like, you know, building something really positive and helping people. And you know, This is stuff. way beyond, you know, this is way beyond me because this is a, you know, I'm creating a legacy and this will go far beyond, far beyond me. <laughs> and that's what, that's what I love, you know, and I've, I've chosen to align myself to, um, to a charity um, that also supports people in their fertility journey. Um, and so that's one thing that I'm, I'm taking the business 
to support them and you know this all about fertility expo there's a bigger purpose i love that that's so good and it kind of helps like even when things get hard because they do in business yeah, like absolutely look there are you know people who don't want to exhibit who i thought they would be really keen um there's you know i've still got to you know fertility is such a sensitive subject still and it's still a taboo subject yes. that i'm trying to break all of these stigmas so people will feel comfortable talking about it and being supported um and one thing that um you know i still have to to break down is um the audience to make them feel comfortable that look you know this yes it is a fertility expo but you know, it's for your benefit. So please don't feel that, you know, I need help in this, in, in this area. And, you know, I feel, I feel ashamed or I feel, I don't feel comfortable with people knowing what my situation is. So um, that's what I'm trying to, you know, really break is the stigmas attached mm, to it. So you important. know, whether you're trying naturally to conceive or that you need to help, you know, it, it's just finding out the best, it's finding out the up-to-date information and education out there. And if you haven't done your research, you know, going through my own experience, I spent a year researching all of my options. And, you know, I had this research and I, and I wanted to set up a group. I didn't know how to set up a group or whether, you know, people would be interested. Um, and then this is why the Fertility Expo, um, you know, fits so well into what I was trying to achieve because, you know, I had all of this research and like, and it is a sensitive topic. So you might not feel comfortable going to like different people and, you know, so just yeah. having that in one place is so, so important, I think. All right. So what, what would be your recommendations for someone that, you know, is in a corporate role or, an, or another career or a job, but they're feeling like it's not right for them? What can they do to find clarity and to pivot? Well, it just really depends if they're actually thinking about setting up their own business, why they want to do it. There's, mm. there's always the why. Why do you want to set up your own business? What are you trying to achieve? But I think the main reasons why a person is feeling unsettled in their job is because one of their needs, and needs are not being met. So mm. they're not being fulfilled in their current job or they feel that they are able to do what their company does better or they find a niche and they want to develop that. So they've got to think of the whys. Mm. And if you're um, wanting, if you're feeling unsettled, think about why you're feeling unsettled. Um, and then if you are, if it, if it all comes up to, you know what, I want to start up my own business, think about what are your passion, what, what are your passions? Because you've got to think, I'm going to do this for the next 50 years. Can I do this for the next 50 years and still feel passionate about it? It's true. It's true. And what about if they're sort of not sure and they're thinking like, do I start a business or do I, you know, change or do I just move to a different kind of corporate role? What would your yeah, advice be then? That's a really good question. That's a very good question. And I think that you have to sit down and you have to ask yourself these questions. If you're not sure about the sort of questions to ask yourself, engage with a coach. Yeah. Because <laughs> You know, speaking, I mean, we went through this when I was um, working and I think we sat down and we looked at uh, my goals and what I wanted to achieve. Again, it's about thinking, 
are you going to be happy in another job doing the same thing or do you need to change your whole career? Mm, you know, exactly. it's, it's asking those questions. You have to ask those questions. And is the business the way that you want to go? Because again, why, why, why the business? Um, I, I had to look at, you know, I, I remember, I remember, I'll never forget this when I, when I saw um, the fertility show ad pop up in my Facebook and like I remember thinking I had goosebumps all over my body and I, I just felt my soul leap out my spirit just leap out from my body and I just knew this was it and I think that it's the same thing if you want to set up your own business you'll have that I you know you'll you'll know and you'll know that you'd want to to make this work a hundred percent. Then equally, I think like if, if it's all, you know, back on that, why, if it's just about making money, I actually think it's easier to have a job. It's easier to work for someone else. Yeah. If all you're interested in is making money. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But, yeah. Because it's, yeah, you're right. Setting up your own business. You, you, you it has to be about, and I, this is me personally. Um, and I think whenever you speak to, if you speak to other business people, you'll always hear, how is it going to help people? How am I going to help people? Exactly. It needs to be about more than just earning money. Um, It needs to be about, yeah, helping people, fulfilling your purpose, Mm. um, you know, bringing something to life. Uh, And if not, like it's just, I think that, you know, in the tricky times, which you'll have them, or when it gets a bit harder, you know, you just won't feel connected enough to to make it through you know i i sometimes get bad news and knockbacks from clients uh, yeah. but at the end of the day i you know i always say that's that's fine give it a year they'll come back i love it um so what's one book that has made a massive impact for you in relation to finding and pursuing your passion that's a good question. And um, I was trying to think about this and I was talking to a client the other day and she asked me, um, goodness, you know, you've been here for nine years. Well, why did you decide to come to, to Australia? Um, and I remembered a book that I was reading. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she talks about fear and um, asks you the question, what are you afraid of? You know, what is stopping you from breaking, breaking through and um, how to make the decisions? Um, and yeah, look, they are fears, but just do it anyway. And, and that's how I actually came to, to Australia. <laughs> so, um, you know, taking that leap because I don't have any family here. I was in my 30s when I moved to to Australia. I had my whole network back in England. Why would I do that? And so just by reading that book, just really raised, you know, really just opened my mind. And I just thought, you know what, this is something that I have to do. And what's the worst that could happen? And it's the same thing with my business, you know, what's the worst that can happen but I think that I, I mean I, I've done my research one of the main important things when you're going through a business is doing your business plan and making sure that you've done your research which is you know two things that I, I've, I've done um, 
I, I can't let the fear grip me from not doing what I'm what I'm destined to do. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I, um, I couldn't agree with you more. I think like, you know, some, sometimes people think, Oh, you know, these people are fearless and you know, they don't, you know, like I, could I do it? But everyone questions mm. whether they can do it. Everyone yeah. fear. It's just that the only mm. difference is that some people take action. Yep, exactly. And I'm, a, I love this saying where, you know, you have faith, but you have to put your um, ideas behind your faith. Mm. Because without, you know, you can't have actions without faith. You have to put your action behind it. Mm. Um, And that means, you know, having your idea and then running with it. Even when you can't see the outcome necessarily. Absolutely. 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 It's having faith that you, you know, keep on plugging away again is you know i can't see i can't see that baby at the end of it i know it's growing i know it's there but i can't see it but i have faith that i'm gonna get a baby at the end of it right yes a hundred percent that's been one of my biggest lessons this year i think um just having that trust that things will work Mm. out that you take the Mm. action and that things will come together even when you don't know what it's going to look like or what you can't see it just just continuing to move you know step by step towards what it is that you want and then eventually like Mm. you know it will either come together in a way that you had wanted or something better yeah yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's all trial and error, but you know, don't get it's, it's discouraged because there's some, you know, there's going to be someone who's done the same thing out there and that you can get advice. Exactly. Again, you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this journey alone. Yeah. And when you, when you reach out for the support and, mm. you know, and, and particularly like, I think if you reach out in a positive constructive way, um, mm. people are willing to help you, you know, I think if you kind of just go, Oh, you know, if you if you're kind of just complaining about it or you know posting something in Facebook groups and like you're just mm. talking about the negative stuff like I think you know people be more inclined uh, to help if you you know you used to say okay this is what I'm trying to achieve does anyone have any yep. recommendations for that so I think that's definitely mm. something to keep in mind as well but yeah I agree I could, like so many people have come out of the woodworks to help me and I just mm, yeah. am so grateful for that. So what are you currently working on and where can people go to find out more about you? And we'll link to all this in the show notes below, of course. So I am working on my expos for 2020 and um, they'll be taking place in Melbourne on the 15th of August, which is a Saturday in the CBD and a week later in Sydney, Saturday the 22nd of August 2020 um, in Town Hall and you can find all the information on our website which is all the W's all about fertilityexpo.com.au and at the moment I've got an early bird special which is fantastic now I have um, VIP tickets that are $35 at the moment um, but after the second of February, they'll be rising to $50. And in that package, there's so much. So um, I have a book, a new book from Gabriella Rosa, who um, called Fertility Breakthrough. Um, I'm developing a fertility journal called the F Journal. Um, and you'll get that in the pack. You'll have a 20 minute 
um, session with a fertility specialist, one of our um, one of our sponsors, as well as you can either have a twenty minute session with a dietitian and nutritionist, or uh, or a finance advisor. Yeah, likewise, we are um, providing everybody um, morning tea and lunch. So, you know, while you're going going from um, you know seminar program to listening to a panel talk about a particular subject or you're looking around the expo at least you know that you're going to be fed and watered yay that sounds amazing but thank you so much Ella it's been such a great conversation hopefully everyone's gotten something out of this yeah I hope so you know and I just encourage everyone who is thinking about you know pivoting to you know look at your whys and it's so worth it yes it will might be painful at the beginning but it's worth it thanks so much for listening and if you loved this episode please share it with your friends and leave a review You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at becksands.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day.